news and interviews from across the world and right here in the central Susquehanna Valley. This is WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center's fabulosity is proven time and time again, so he's on the other side of the glass taking good care of us. He's going to make sure that we're uh, plenty able to talk to our next guests. Dr. John Coralja, Executive Director of the CSIU, is back on the line. We talked to him last week about uh, the some of the critical issues that are popping up in the education. Today we're going to talk about the education pipeline. That is uh, a lack of teachers, not just in the classroom at the moment, but those who are interested in becoming teachers. So good morning, John. Thank you for calling in. Mark, thanks for having us. I really do appreciate it. And you have one of your peers with you, Dr. Alan Hack, Chief Academic Officer at the CSIU, and he's making sure that this uh, pipeline uh, work is a full-on attack to make sure that all of the kids in the central Susquehanna Valley know that uh, teaching is uh, uh, rewarding and fulfilling and uh, a great opportunity for them if it's if it fits their their interests. So Dr. Hack, thank you so much for calling in. Good morning. Thank you for having us as well. I do appreciate that. Uh, John, first of all, let's start out in our present-day classroom. Uh, we've talked about a teacher shortage, and if you follow what's going on in the schools, you know that it's already at crisis level. You set the scene in the Valley schools in your in your catchment area. What's happening? Oh, I just think that uh, it's several factors, but I do think society has something to do with the fact that it's not being viewed as a profession that people want to go into right now and I think that's something we can change by telling the stories ourselves. There are success stories all across our valley of of people in the profession making a difference and it, it's just such a rewarding profession to go into and, and we're committed to telling those stories to trying to get young people to see that it's a pathway for them to explore and then on top of that we're working to make sure that there's ways to do that that are going to enable it to be an easy progression where they can try it on when they're in high school and then see what's going to happen and, and as they get older. Now, the next thing about our area is rural schools are seeing more and more of a challenge of finding and recruiting teachers because we might not have the highest salaries as other locations. We're also seeing that certain areas like special education, science, math, are a challenge. It used to be that elementary education, you'd get 150 applicants for one job. Now you're seeing you might have 20, and maybe 10 of those would be viable candidates. So it's definitely impacting our areas in area in a significant way. Dr. Hack, I think of uh, teachers as being just some of the great uh, memorable mentors and uh, guides in my life, some inspirational and some just really taught you how to, you know, think creatively and think uh, out of the box, as we say. Uh, tell us about that. When you get a good teacher-student connection and you get an inspiring teacher, there's a magic that happens in the classroom. Well, we certainly know that the profession is built on relationships and the relationships that you're talking about. And as much as we can, as, as a region, support those good teachers and highlight those success stories of uh, partnerships and connections that exist both in the classroom and years following that, we know many teachers inspire other students to go into education for those various reasons. So uh, when we talk about why and you would want to go into education, our, our teachers, our administrators, anyone in the teaching profession can be the greatest ambassadors and leverage those relationships and the connections that are so powerful uh, to our young people today. Uh, we need to continue to promote that. 
John, when we talk about teacher pipeline, what are we talking about? Explain what the IU is doing and hand it off to the work of uh, Dr. Hack. Right. One thing I wanted to point out is that it's not just as there's a lack of teachers that are going into the profession. So as for some statistics with that, about 10 years ago, the state of Pennsylvania was exporting teachers. There were in excess of 20,000 teachers being produced in a single year. Now that number's decreased to some around 6,000, and we're having trouble filling our own ranks. But it's not just that. It's actually those teachers in our state now that are certified that are choosing not to go into the profession or not to use their certificate because of the perception of what it is to be a teacher these days. The other side is that the people that are in the profession now, that are what they're experiencing in communities is make them actually believe the profession. So it, it's gotta be a multifaceted attack, and we're trying to do that by promoting the positive attributes of being a teacher, not for just for the person, but the impact they can have in our communities. We have to tell those stories. We have to encourage people in our communities to tell those stories. Mark, just like you said about that teacher that impacted their life and wanted to make them be something more than they thought they could be, that's the kind of stories we have to keep telling. Parents have to tell those stories to their kids. People in the community, the business leaders who had that teacher have to tell those stories. And the CSIU is trying to bring those to light in a, in a very public way so we can encourage young people to consider the profession. And Dr. Hack is doing an excellent job making that happen and making it easier for us to get people into the profession. I'd love to him to, for him to share more about what the CSIU is doing. Thanks, John. So much of the work that we're trying to promote across the region covers a lot of different aspects and not just uh, on the teachers. We are, we're building a pipeline for paraeducators, uh, allowing students in high school to gain an industry-recognized credential to become a paraeducator. If they get into an IU program as a paraeducator, we're providing tuition assistance or tuition reimbursement to be able to then go on and complete their, their bachelor's and getting their teacher certificate. Across the region, we have a number of partnerships with our local universities and colleges. One that we're really promoting right now is a teacher academy pilot with Luzerne County Community College, where the IU is going to fund two courses in the fall and the spring for rising juniors and seniors for free in the education field. So right now we have that to our, our local high schools in the CSIU region that they can sign up to take these classes for free and be able to gain a little perspective on going into the education field. So we're starting to build that pipeline that they can accelerate their program. They can start earning money potentially by working as a paraeducator in our programs or local schools. So these are the types of things that we're trying to promote with our, our learners that are still in high school before they even perhaps select college. What are we what what are we losing them to? I, I don't have an, a, a more artful way to say it. We are losing young people because instead of becoming teachers, they are what? We are. We're, we're, we're trying to talk to our kids and seeing where they're going. Uh, we're talking to our local universities to find out what, what their enrollment trends are looking like. We know that fewer kids are going to education, but being able to find out uh, where they want to go. Uh, Dr. Belgian mentioned about uh, the STEM fields being an area that we're struggling with teachers because we know that uh, many kids can go into a math or science field or healthcare and earn a lot more. So when we're looking at what they're choosing, we also want to think about why they're choosing those professions opposed to education. Okay, Dr. Karalja? I just would expand on what Alan has said. I think we're looking to figure that out. We don't have a great answer, but we do know that what that they're leaving. We do know that we're having a harder time recruiting them. 
but to what other fields they're going to, we're not sure. We, we do know that we're trying to hold on to the people in our communities. There was a statistic I just heard that the state of Pennsylvania, if you remove Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, is the oldest state in the country. So the idea that we're going to try and find ways to get our hooks into students, even if it's not for the education profession, to stay in our region and live and work and contribute is going to be very important to our community's vitality into the future. And what else are you doing? You have that opportunity coming up, Dr. Carraggio. What else? Well, I, I do think I just I want to make this clear that the educator pipeline is not the only pipeline that we're working on. So when I talk about getting our hooks into kids, we're doing these same kind of things for other professions for our region in terms of our career readiness efforts around the, the area to try and get kids hooked up with employers to just get connected before they leave high school so they have a better idea of what they want to do in the workforce. And when they go off to college, they're taking classes that are going to be things that are going to lead to gainful employment, family-sustaining wages in our area. And what is at stake here, Dr. Hack? You've already seen it in the classroom. What happens when the teacher just isn't available? Well, we certainly know that there are a bunch of different approaches that districts are taking uh, because we know with, with a lack of uh, teacher candidates, we also have a lack of substitutes. So districts are being creative in how they're managing classes. Some are, are using some flipped classrooms where teachers are putting things online. We know that face-to-face, in-person instruction is, is the uh, best possible solution. Uh, we're also seeing some other opportunities where districts perhaps are, are sharing resources and sharing uh, their, their teachers to be able to ensure that students have access to the same opportunities regardless of their home district. Yeah, we talked about that during the pandemic, uh, that uh, the gold standard is to get kids in the classroom with a teacher wherever possible. John, uh, what else is at stake here? What if, you know, what if your efforts uh, help but don't resolve this issue? Well, I tend to be an optimist when we look at these things, but before I go to the optimistic side, if we don't address it, some of the things that Alan was just referencing is that it puts stress on the whole system. When you can't find that one teacher and you have emergency positions being filled by people, you have administrators that are being asked to step into classrooms, you have teachers that are asked to cover extra, it can create a cycle of a downward spiral, which is extremely scary. So that's why we really feel like it's a critical need. Moving forward, we are seeing university professionals, the higher education stepping forward. The partnerships are becoming more readily available. The ability for us to get teachers into the pipeline is being made PDE is doing. So we are making progress. I don't know where it can lead, but it is scary. And I think the reason that we see it that scary is why we've made it such a priority to try and help, but it is All I could say is something we are fearful of in terms of what could happen. I don't believe we will get there, but I don't think if, I think if we don't take action, uh, we could see those things happen that we're most fearful of. All right, uh, Dr. Hacka, a brief closing remark. Anything to add, please? I appreciate the opportunity to be able to to raise this level. I know there's a lot of attention on it, um, but as a region, we just just want to help. Dr. Krauser used the word, we want to help. We know that we can't fix it alone. And we really need to work together as, as the CSIU, all of our 17 districts, three CTCs, to raise the region for quality, but also making sure that every student has an equal opportunity regardless of where they live. I think that you know, talking about equity and access to that high-quality teacher is, is really critical. And whatever we can do to help as a group, uh, we're, we're all ears. 
Dr. Karalja, thank you so much for your time and the information and the idea. We always appreciate you checking in. Dr. Alan Hack, uh, Chief Academic Officer at the CSIU. Dr. Karalja, Executive Director of the CSIU. Thank you both so much for being on Sunrise this morning. Have a great day. Thanks thank for you. having us. Thank you.